Hello, everyone. This is Rev Brad on the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Today's podcast is part of our Lesson from Lasso series, so if you're short on time, when you hear that Ted Lasso theme song, you can skip ahead a minute and get right into the pod. Apple TV's Ted Lasso show has been very popular, and a lot of what we see on the screen gives a glimpse of life at a football club. Being around a professional team for some 25 years, I thought I would offer a chaplain's perspective on some of what we see in each episode. There are some great lessons to be learned, whether you're a person of faith or not. You might be an athlete, a coach, or simply a fan of the beautiful game. I think you're going to find a lot of clever and creative wisdom in this series. Thanks for joining us today. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle. And what a goal. What a goal. Today's lesson from Lasso. We're in the pub and watching as Coach Lasso is leading the team in understanding how they might right the wrongs of the past and the spoiled history of the AFC Richmond Club. If you're just joining us, you might need to search up one of our previous lessons from Lasso where I talk about superstition in and around football. But suffice it to say, the players are skeptical. There are too many ghosts to fight. There's no way to change history. How can the club, how can the team overcome such adversity? Lasso comes up with a plan. Each person on the team is to go home and bring back to the club that night something of value, something special and meaningful. They will ritually sacrifice that thing in order to honor the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, that the enlisted young men of World War I made in giving up their lives to fight for their country. It may not seem popular, but sacrifice is a major theme in team sport. Culturally, we've had a shift in many of the attitudes of athletes and coaches these days, but sacrifice still occurs regularly and consistently within the bounds of sport like football or soccer. Not everyone can be in the starting 11. It's up to the rest of the team to work and strive hard to make ready those who are involved from the outset of the game. Sacrifice is one of the virtues that might be learned as part of the beautiful game. But this type of sacrifice is something a little bit more transcendent than that aspect. Let's look at Lasso and AFC's Richmond's process closely. Key to the midnight ritual, Lasso and the team are working to quote-unquote honor the sacrifice of the young men who enlisted. There is a variation to the depth at which each person understands and participates in this. Some present a little bit more of a shallow sacrifice, but without getting into judgment here, each little bit is meant to honor, commemorate, and represent a way of sacrificing on their behalf. As I reflect on this theme of sacrifice, I'm aware of a few things that make this scene seem a little ethereal. First, in general, Western culture is starved for ritual, and we're really immature in practice and understanding the power of ritual in our lives. There are a few places whereby we participate in any type or form of ritual or liturgy that helps provide transcendent meaning. Second, in that same vein, There's a lack of connection into the story of the past as we go about our busy, social media-driven lives these days. We don't recall stories and people and places of old. We don't learn from the past as we strive forward into a technologically 
quickened and advanced present and future. One of the oldest stories of sacrifice might be helpful here. It's a story of a man who was desperate to see his line and lineage continue, and he was also desperate to be in a relationship with God. The book of Genesis chapter 15 captures an interesting account of a sacrificial ritual between God and the man named Abram, later called Abraham, that establishes a covenant between the two. You see, in ancient times, when two parties were committing to one another, they would walk between sacrificed carcasses of animals as a way of saying, look, if I don't hold up my end of the deal, then may this, essentially death, happen to me. What is interesting, though, about this account is that Abram never walks the covenantal path. Instead, we see God walking through twice on his own. It's almost as if God knows that Abram can't fulfill the commitment and the covenantal vows, and so God takes on both parts of the agreement. My friends, this picture of Abraham, of Abram and God, is a foreshadowing of our own faith in spiritual lives. We cannot fulfill the commands of God. We cannot live perfectly in our human life here on earth and in our condition. Like Lasso and AFC Richmond, there is a haunting ghost that hovers over us and a sacrifice is needed. And also like what we see on the screen, our sacrifice or sacrifices just really can't add up to the ultimate sacrifice that is needed. Those soldiers gave their lives. And as powerful it might be that we give up a blankie or our first pair of boots or a photograph that is meaningful to us, it really isn't enough. So God walks through on our behalf. In the person of Jesus, it is a sacrifice of Jesus, his death on a cross over 2,000 years ago, that is God walking the covenant path for us, taking on our part of the sacrifice we now have the opportunity to cling to Jesus as a representative of that substitutionary atoning sacrifice. Seems a big word there, but essentially Jesus acts as our substitute. He takes on the punishment that we should have had to make things right between us and God. We need to only accept that Jesus has done this and live a life that is open to his transforming work and relationship. To add to this whole concept of sacrifice to honor sacrifice, I want to offer one more thought. The Apostle Paul, in writing to a group of Christian believers who were in the throes of persecution and struggle, tells them, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. That's from Romans 12, 1 through 2 in the message. If this sounds familiar, here's the NIV translation and the way that it's put in that way. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So just to hone in on that particular phrase, offer yourselves as living sacrifices. My friends, sometimes in the course of our faith journey and walk with God, we might ask ourselves, what can I bring? What can I do? How can I be? And the answer is here. The sacrifice of our lives, our living lives for God, 
is a sacrifice that honors that sacrifice of Jesus. Is your life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, that all-encompassing life, offered to God? This is the best way, and really the only way, to honor the sacrifice that God has made on our behalf. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline.